Welcome to the Rebel and Be Well podcast, hosted by Krista Reimel, registered nurse, founder and CEO of Lifestyle Medicine Retreat Center, The Point Retreats, which is located amidst the woods and waters of northern Minnesota. During her podcast, Krista will interview experienced and successful healthcare professionals on outside-the-box health topics. During their time together, they will have in-depth discussions with trusted medical and health and wellness leaders to discover what they do to stay well using traditional and non-traditional health practices. Experts will share not only what, but why they practice the holistic lifestyle medicine they do and the science that backs their less than mainstream ideas. You'll hear the real and relatable personal health struggles of healthcare providers and what rebelling outside of the traditional healthcare system did to better their lives, careers, and health. Tune in to listen and learn the mind-body-spirit practices from conventional health experts who share hope and inspiration from honest stories of healing while reflecting the scientific-based evidence to wisely guide the inner rebel inside you. It's time to rebel and be well. Rebel and Be Well podcast. Today I'm talking with Lisette DeGracia, my first interview with a fellow nurse and nurse entrepreneur. Before we get started, I want to introduce you to our audience by sharing your bio and background. Lisette is a registered nurse with a Bachelor's of Science in Nursing from Augsburg University. She's been a nurse for 10 and a half years with most of her experience in the emergency department and level one trauma center. She's also spent a couple of years doing vascular access at Children's Hospital in Minneapolis, placing IVs and pick lines in the tiniest little babies. In the past year and a half, she spent 13 weeks in Queens, New York, working on level one trauma in the busiest hospital in the nation during the pandemic. She's also traveled to Florida, New Jersey, and Michigan to work in the ER during the pandemic. Her full-time job is in the emergency department at North Memorial Hospital. Her family is originally from Panama and came to the United States when the government in Panama crumbled and her parents no longer felt that they were safe living there. Her mother forged their exit papers and faced jail time if they would have been caught. They came to the U.S. with only the clothes that they were wearing and a few dollars to their name as a family of six. She grew up in Richfield and graduated high school six months pregnant with her oldest child. Liseth is a single mom of three beautiful babies, two boys ages 18 and 13, and a daughter that is eight, and she loves her little crew. In her lack of spare time, she loves to be active, lift weights competitively, as well as play competitive women's soccer on two teams. Lisseth, it's an honor to have you on the Rebel and Be Well podcast today. Thank you for taking your lack of spare time to be here. Lisseth will be part of a few upcoming events with the Point Retreats. The first event being our Social Wellness Club free kickoff event at Base Camp Fitness in Edina. And the second event is taking the two of us, plus a few more, to the Anytime Fitness National Conference in Texas next month. I have an incredible amount of respect for many things you've done in your career and taking the bold step of now starting a business as a female entrepreneur. I look forward to talking about your experience on the front lines early in the pandemic in New York and many other places and learning more about your new business. So let's get started. And I always say the best place to start is at the beginning. So Lisseth, I'd love to hear what drew you into the nursing profession. Well, my my mom was a big, big part of that. Um, she is a PA and okay. so a physician's assistant. Um, oh. When I was little, nobody even knew what that meant or what that was. And now it's a very, very popular place in the medical profession. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would always go to work with her. I would always want to see, you know, all the stuff. And um, 
Even when I was little, I would hang out and yeah. want to. There used to be take your daughter to work day yep. way back when, and I would always want to go, and I would always be interested in everything. Um, mm-hmm. When I, like you mentioned, I graduated high school six months pregnant. Um, yeah. I was young, and I didn't know much at all. And when I had my son, I actually got into a pretty severe car accident eight and a half months pregnant and had mm. to emergently have him. Oh, um, wow. And I had two two nurses that I will never forget during that time. One mm-hmm. was absolutely terrible. <laughs> Sometimes we learn the most by who we don't want to be. And, <laughs> that's, um, that's fair. And the other one was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And her name was Nora. I will never forget it. Wow, um, but she that. she was awesome. And yeah. I was young and I was scared and I was really sick and really severe. There was a lot of questionable things going on Mm -hmm. with my health when I had him Mm. and she was there and she made all the difference in the world and Mm. that was kind of my moment of you know that is what I want to do for other people I want to make other people feel the way she made me feel when I was in a a position that was not good so in a scary place yeah so that was kind of my nursing uh-huh. Kind of opened moment. your eyes yeah. to what a nurse could do for someone. Yeah. Have you ever crossed paths with her again? No. Okay. No. And I thought about, you know, I wonder where and how and yeah. all yeah. those things. But yeah. Can you tell us what it was like being a nurse on the front lines in some of the places that were having, you know, uh, the biggest surges, they were hardest hit, um, largest volume of patient needs and care, especially New York City. Like, yeah. what was that like to say to your family, I'm leaving for 13 weeks and I'm heading to somewhere most people don't want to go? Well, it was it was all just kind of a whirlwind of mm-hmm of everything. I, I actually bought, sold and bought my new house and found out eight days later that I was leaving to go oh to New gosh. York. So I had just moved with my three kids. Um, I hadn't even unpacked everything yet. And mm. this opportunity came and the biggest kind of deciding factor was my, my 13 year old at the time, he was 11 and a half. Um, he was like, mom, you're going to be what my kids get to learn about in history class wow. when, you know, when I grow up and yeah. I have kids and I was like, oh my gosh. And my yeah. kids, my kids being proud of me, I think was my biggest, they, they wanted to see me do it. And mm-hmm. they were just like, oh my gosh. Um, and my mom also, she said I would do it if I could. And mm-hmm. she was incredibly proud of me for even considering it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in Queens. I was in, I was at Elmhurst. I was mm-hmm. at the epicenter of the entire nationwide pandemic, the busiest hospital in the nation. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, it was quite an experience. I got about four hours of orientation my first Mm -hmm. day, and then I was on my own with eight to 10 patients at a time. Wow. Um, I've never seen so many patients in such a small area Mm -hmm. um, to the point where you're literally almost climbing over one bed to Mm -hmm. reach the next. The volume was high. The the acuity was high. Everybody mm-hmm. was really sick. Um, Queens is an incredibly overpopulated area in in the first place mm-hmm. without all the hospital traffic and all the all the ill people. Um, mm-hmm. There's 81 languages spoken in wow. that. Yep, in that part of New York. So there was not only the the barriers of you know double the amount of patients that you're having, mm-hmm. double the the level of acuity that you're used to, but mm-hmm. language barriers left and right with languages that I didn't even know how to spell. Right, um, and of course, no interpreter. Is no interpreters available. anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to navigate all of the things. Um, on top of that, you know, something that I didn't see happening. I I knew I'd see death. I knew I'd see illness. I knew it would be hard. Um, yeah. One of the things I didn't necessarily anticipate was after a certain 
after probably two months, yeah. month and a half, two months of yeah. being there. Um, in New York, people are living in these tiny apartments with yeah. a lot of people in very close quarters, and people started getting really sick of being quarantined and mm -hmm. being isolated. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of COVID, the, the murders and the suicides and the mental mm -hmm. health was um, something that I think nobody really anticipated mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. considered at that time because we were so zoned in on the health of these people, the, mm -hmm. the physical health, um, that we didn't see that coming. And so mm -hmm. I saw a lot of really terrible, really hard things in that aspect mm -hmm. that I didn't necessarily anticipate. Mm -hmm. um, and just, I mean, the like almost military style, just hundreds, hundreds of nurses coming in all mm -hmm. at once in and out. And it was like a well-oiled machine and just, mm -hmm. it was like a factory almost mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. um, Another thing that was actually a, a great thing was just the amount of support. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of restaurants that were not, they weren't making an income. They weren't mm -hmm. even open. McDonald's wasn't even open when mm -hmm. I was there. Um, but they were delivering food every single day wow. to the nurses, to the people working. There was yeah. donuts. There was coffee. There was Chinese food. There was anything and everything, like all hands on deck, everybody. Yeah in that entire city was yeah. was there to support. They were outside cheering us on. I mean, yeah. rounds of applause when you came out of the hospital mm -hmm. and it just was, it was an incredible overall experience. experience yeah. With a lot of highs and probably a lot mm -hmm. of lows. Yep. Yeah, a lot of extremes both yeah. ways. Yeah, thank you for going. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being part of that team that was there. I mean, we're all just watching it unfold on the news, right? And you're in the epicenter of it. I almost think of it as like, you know, the Vietnam War, we're all sitting here on the outside, you know, arguing, you know, about who's right as writer and you're in there like, I got to fight this, right? Like I got to be part of that. So thank you for doing that. I'm, what a, what a profound statement that your son made. You know, I think we've all felt like we were part of history, but for you being in those epicenters, I mean, that will be that will be part of history. Absolutely. And you helped write it. And Elmhurst, for those who don't know, I mean, it's, you know, was a hospital that was f frequently on the news. I know there was a physician that was, you know, put out uh, quite publicly who uh, took her own life. She mm -hmm. was an emergency medicine physician there. Yeah. The stress of all of that um, must have been really challenging. And I mean, how, how did you cope with that through that time? Like, what did you do to to keep yourself, you know, healthy and sane through all of that? Um, well, one of the biggest things I did was I chose a hotel that I I actually spoke to the manager before I, um, I booked it. And I said, you know, so your gym is closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't, I can't let anybody in the gym. But yeah. if you were to let me take some of the weights out of the gym and keep mm -hmm. them in my room and they didn't mm -hmm. leave for three months and nobody else touched them sure. and they weren't being shared... What does that look like? Right. And um, I actually, I spoke to the manager of that hotel. And when I got there, he let me take the big luggage cart and yeah. take it into the gym and take all the things I wanted. And yeah. so I filled my room with weights and a BOSU ball and a bunch of equipment. Um, I had... Um, one of my one of my good friends that's a trainer writing workouts for me, mm -hmm. um, and that is honestly Mike, my he's health. Part, he's part yeah. of the point team. Yeah, yeah. my health yeah. and my fitness um, was my sanity, yeah. and it's it's no different than at home. I had to modify it some, but mm -hmm. um, I made a point to work out mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I made a point to run. I ran a lot. I mm -hmm. got up and went for jogs. I stayed. I actually stayed in Jersey City, um, okay. so I had this beautiful. 
this beautiful look at water and I mean you could see the Statue of Liberty and you could mm -hmm. see all these beautiful things and mm -hmm. mindset I think mind over matter has been huge in my life in a lot of ways and um, my kids every day FaceTime yeah um, seeing them and knowing that you know that's that's my reason that's my why yeah. so they kept yeah. me they kept me sane too. Your family kept you centered. Yeah. yeah, and just getting outside. But what a great thing to ask the <laughs> hotel manager. And for those that don't know how we met, we actually met at the gym yep. a long, you know, a long time ago. So we first saw each other. So um, I can appreciate. Like I would probably go semi-insane on any given day yep. if I didn't have an outlet, which we all didn't have. But you had an even, you know, bigger barrier to try and get it. Yeah. Um, so what a cl clever way to. Yeah, yes. keep active, keep moving, keep yourself, you know, your endorphins flowing and mm -hmm. keep your mind and your body in a good place. So, yeah. But there weren't a lot of other nurses asking that is what it sounds like. You know, I don't They're think like, so. You can have all the gym equipment, was up. <laughs> yeah. Good for I don't, you. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, that was that was like my biggest worry was I know, you know, I know that what that does for my for my whole soul. Yeah. And so it was definitely yeah. figure out how I'm going to work mm -hmm. out while I'm here. Part of your contract. Mm -hmm. Like I have to have that. Yeah. 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 So if you could share anything from that experience, like, I mean, we've all heard so much, um, mm -hmm. but what's something that you think people maybe don't realize from the outside when you've been on the inside? Like, can you give us a, uh, some kind of, you know, words of wisdom that, others might not know who haven't been inside some of the worst and the hardest places through this pandemic? Um, I think that we, you know, we, we hear a lot and we talk a lot about Western medicine and, mm -hmm. you know, how are we treating the COVID? Um, and I think it's a huge thing as well mm -hmm. to use non-medicinal stuff as mm -hmm. well, like the non-Western medicine. Mm -hmm. um, human interaction is mm -hmm. such a huge huge thing and um when people are in those states they can't see their family they can't mm -hmm. see you know anyone and any anything one of the biggest things um I'll never forget I had a patient that I FaceTimed her family mm -hmm. um when she was near the end of her life mm -hmm. and let them say goodbye mm -hmm. and you know we're wearing three layers of clothes and goggles and shields mm -hmm. and all of that and I remember tasting my tears running mm -hmm. down my face into my mask but I I held her hand mm -hmm. and I talked to her and I told her you know I, I told her I'm not gonna let her die alone mm -hmm. and until the second she was not with us anymore I sat there and I talked to her and you could you could literally feel her comfort level mm -hmm in her grasp and you could mm -hmm. you knew she could hear me and she, I could tell you know she would grab my hand and she would move some and she would you could tell that that was making a difference just me sitting there with her yeah. um, and I think that we forget that a lot in the shuffle of things we mm -hmm. don't stop to think you know this person it's it's very task oriented like yeah. this med this setting these beeps these noises like it's chaos and I think just taking a little bit of time with people and understanding like they're still human mm -hmm. and they're mm -hmm. still people and they still like that's it's a huge piece of caring for someone yeah. to just be there. And sometimes all people need is just another human, yeah, another just you know, hand to hold, a, a human touch. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not her family and I can't do that for her, mm -hmm. but just the warmth of someone else's skin mm -hmm. is, is huge. And just knowing that there's a lot that 
that people need that isn't necessarily medicine going mm-hmm. through these times, whether yeah. they're in the hospital or out, just being there, just being understanding and kind mm-hmm. just does so much. Yeah. And the comfort of her family to knowing, you know, me being able to tell them, like, she's not alone. Mm-hmm. She's not alone. And she and I held her hand literally mm-hmm. the entire time. Mm-hmm. And so that comfort level for that patient, but is also for the people outside that are mm-hmm. having a hard time, you know, not being able to be there mm-hmm. with their family. You know, I mean, I'm sitting here with you in the studio and looking at you and I can see you're your fighting back tears um, from that moment. And, you know, as a nurse, I've realized one of the most beautiful things you can do for somebody is simply being present, especially when they're passing. And I don't even, you know, for those family members, for those passing that could not have those final goodbyes. I mean, I think the trauma in that is so great that we just don't even have a grasp on that yet. And what else were we to do? I mean, we, we just didn't know any better. You know, you do the best you can with the situation you have, but those are those things as a nurse, like I know that you carry certain people with you. They'll never leave you. Mm-hmm. I've got about a dozen patients inside me that I'm like, Ooh, yeah. yep, they're just there. They're part of my story. I'm part of their story. And you're clearly a big part of her story. So mm-hmm. thank you for being there. Thank you for remembering that. Cause I mean, Liseth is one of the nurses who can like do all the things. She does some of the worst of the traumas, the heaviest caseloads, the, you know, most advanced interventions. And you can get caught up in all of that. And at the end of life, it's like, I mean, you want to do all you can, but then you have to flip and go, you know, it's really mm-hmm. that loving touch and that kindness when someone's passing that really matters. So I'm so grateful for you sharing that. And I'm so glad you could be there for her and um, be part of her story. And I know she's part of yours. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that is something we all have to remember. I mean, it, you know, we can all sit and argue till we're blue in the face. And then at the end of the day, again, it's like... We all just need grace. We mm-hmm. all need kindness. We all need human touch. Yeah. So you are amazing um, with all that you experience. I can't even imagine. You could probably write you could write your I own probably, history book. I probably could. <laughs> which you probably should. Oh actually. my gosh. <laughs> so what's it like being a nurse? You know, uh, we're almost, well, we're past a year and a half now into this pandemic. So, like, how has it changed from when you were first in that epicenter to, you know, now still being in it where it's almost becoming more of, like, a chronic pandemic? Yeah, it's, um, it is. It's, you know, in the beginning, um, I think that it was a lot more volume of COVID patients were mm-hmm. kind of slowing down with the volume of actual COVID patients, Um but we've got so many other things going on now with mm-hmm. the closing of, you know, businesses and um, with hospitals being completely overwhelmed. We mm-hmm. are still in a crisis state. It's just kind of flipped and changed some. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, North Memorial, just this past weekend, we were up to 12 hours of waiting in the lobby. We oh had a 12-hour wait in the lobby. Yeah. Um, and people are sick and you're seeing kind of... The aftermath, but it's still mm-hmm. in the thick of things, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's ebbing and changing. But it still is it still is a crisis, and it mm-hmm. still is all happening. Um, I think we're learning how to adjust in a sense, sure. and then we're also learning how hard it is to adjust mm-hmm. and how you know different life has become in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's there's a lot of different 
views and opinions and, you know, everybody's, we're, we're losing nurses. Mm-hmm. Nursing, nurses are at the point of burnout and sure. their compassion level is just, you know, as a human, you can only take so yeah. much. And yeah. um, I talked about mental health, you know, and that being huge and it's, it's huge for the world, seeing their loved ones pass, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, not being able to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the healthcare field, we're at a point where we haven't necessarily gotten to before. We haven't mm-hmm. lost this many nurses um, mm-hmm. in such a huge you know, mass exodus, for right. lack of better verbiage. It's just everyone is tired and, mm-hmm. and burnt out. I always tell people, you know, who are like, well, what do you do as a nurse? I'm like, okay, well, that's good. You have clearly haven't been in the hospital and been sick yep. <laughs> when you yep. ask that question. <laughs> but I mean, how you spend, and this is of no insult, we both have lots of physician colleagues and friends, but you know, you see your physician maybe 10, 15 minutes yeah. in a 24-hour period mm-hmm. if you're hospitalized. The rest of the time, you it's are, your nurse. it's your nurse yeah. that's, you know, taking care of you and... Um, you know, implementing all of the different interventions that are needed for you mm-hmm. to get back to your baseline. And um, without that, I mean, and without trained nurses, and the thing is, is you can't just throw, just because someone has an RN license, you can't just throw them into the ER, you can't mm-hmm. throw them into the ICU. I mean, it takes years and a lot of courses and training to become a really advanced nurse in critical care. And so it's a huge public health crisis mm-hmm. that we have got to do something about. There's a lot of talk of, you know, there's a lot of crisis contracts going on where mm-hmm. they're getting they're getting paid a lot more to mm-hmm. go other places, but then they're getting into these situations where they're working, you know, 75 hours a week and right. you're still in a position, you know, a lot of them are saying, you know, pay pay them more at their home hospital, give them more mm-hmm. support. Um, and it's all it's all hard when there's not a lot of resources for support when you right. you know when you're down when you've got a 12 hour wait in the ER and you're down six nurses mm-hmm. what can we offer our nurses you know and um, I think advocate for yourself like you mm-hmm. would with your patients um, mm-hmm. and your employees um, days off are important days mm-hmm. debriefing is important just having yeah. those conversations when yeah. you know hey we know you've been here with mm-hmm. blood sweat and tears um like I mentioned with New York, um, in at, just at North, we're seeing that trauma is is just, mm-hmm. you know, on top of the COVID pandemic, we have a, a, another pandemic that is that is trauma and right. that is nationwide. That is worse and worse and worse with everything going on in the world. Yeah. Um, and so I think just understanding and yeah. a, any kind of you know time that mm-hmm. you can give or assistance that you can give, you know, hey, mm-hmm. what can I do to make your life easier? Yeah. Um, nurses are caregivers. We don't ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we don't, we put everybody besides ourselves first. And Absolutely. it's so hard to get us. We're, we're stubborn and we're, <laughs> yep. we're, we're stubborn, we're hardworking, a, we put uh-huh. ourselves last. Um, yep. And so a lot of self-sacrifice, mm-hmm, a lot of self-sacrifice. And mm-hmm. I think some of us have to be, you know, dragged out of the trenches sometimes mm-hmm. because we just want to help and want to help and want to help. It's almost, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Oh, 100%. Because, yeah, you, yeah. You, I mean, it's great. And you feel there's a, you know, there's a personal reward in knowing yeah. that you've helped someone and saved someone's life. But there's also a lot of times, you know, there's a cost to mm-hmm. it. And nurses aren't very good at being like, okay, yeah. I got to, you know, put some deposits in my own account yeah. for a little bit here. So my best advice for anybody listening, if you know a nurse, I mean, 
just buy him or her a cup of coffee, yeah. like drop off a meal or write a thank you card. Um, if you're a healthcare leader, I mean, just small acts of appreciation can yeah. go a long way. Nurses in general tend mm-hmm. to be kind of, I'm making a huge generalization <laughs> here, but uh, we're stubborn, but we tend to be kind of low maintenance in our, in, yeah. you know, and also, I mean, mm-hmm. we don't need a ton. No. Um, so small gestures, small yeah. acts of kindness can go a long way. Yeah. So. Nurses love coffee. They do love coffee. Coffee, donuts, uh-huh. pizza. Feed us. <laughs> Just feed to feed you, yeah. Feed us. Yes. Hug us. Uh-huh. Hugs are good. Yes, yeah. you need that human touch, too. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. My call, my friends, my call, I have a couple of close friends that are uh, in the ER at HCMC and in critical okay. care. And they said that was one of the hardest things is they're used to trauma. Um, they're used to death. They're used to ha- seeing and dealing with hard things. But they, as a team... You know, for a while, they didn't even feel like they could hug each other. And so they had, like, no support, like, no outpouring of, like, I'm in this with you. I'm hugging you through. Mm -hmm. We're, like, let's hug this together, you know. And um, that, to me, I was, like, oh, God. Like, I could just feel it Mm -hmm. inside how incredibly painful that was for them. That, like, literally you could get no. No human interaction. No human interaction and no contact and Mm -hmm. no support and you're missing like the smiles Mm -hmm. you can't even see people Mm -hmm. you don't even know who they are yeah you know and i i said that the other day i had um a coworker pull her mask down for a second i think she was like getting a sip of water but i was like oh my god i i've never seen your face yeah i'm like you're so cute like i've (laughs) never i've never even seen you and that is so like just to smile at somebody Mm -hmm. to be able to say thank you Mm -hmm. is so you, you don't realize how valuable that little tiny piece of life is. Yeah. And so that, that has been something that has been tough, too, is you're, you're missing interaction and emotion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, so. it's key. It's key mm-hmm. to our, well, mental health and yeah. well-being. You know, all along, I've kind of just taken the stance with my frontline colleagues. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to hug you. And like, you should mm-hmm. not hug me. And I'm like, I don't. Like, seriously, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. A hugger. If I have to put that on my tombstone, like, she died because she gave her one of her best friends a hug. I'm good. I'm good. Yep, I'm, I'm so good. fine with that. <laughs> and, um, you know, then I went back in the hospitals for a little bit, uh, not, you know, seeing the immense epicenter that you did. But there were so many times I was like, I just want to get rid of all of this mm-hmm. and just like, just hold someone, right? Yeah. Like just a patient or a family member and be like, gosh, like I, you know, and, and, and of course you and I are both of the, you know, science mindset where we understand everything that we have to do. Like we are, you know, happy to do whatever we need to do to prevent yeah. the spread. But we also see that sometimes medicine, we get into this mode of like, just because we can doesn't mean we should mm-hmm. all the time. Like you've got to balance that human need and yeah. then the medical needs, and sometimes they clash. Yeah. And I think nurses do a really good job of trying to mediate that a little with a little bit more um, heart and soul, I guess, mm-hmm. if you will. So, yes. Yeah, so, anyways, I'm going to for sure give you a huge hug when we're done here. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I should have brought you a coffee, but it. next time. Okay, next time I'll get you a coffee. Um, so, where would you say you're more non traditional from other? you know, emergency critical care nurses? Like, where are you traditional? Where are you non-traditional? I think, you know, I definitely believe in a lot of traditional medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, Where would we be without chemotherapy? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of beneficial um, traditional medicine pieces of the puzzle, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that I... I vary a little bit. I'm, you know, I'm the nurse that you come in with a migraine and I'm going to put a cold towel on your head and turn the lights off first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, 
nausea, you know, I always, I'm always the one waving alcohol wipes under people's nose and mm-hmm. people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it helps for right now. It helps. And yeah. it's like, um, there's, I mean, I've been a mother since I was 18 years old, mm-hmm. three weeks after my 18th birthday, I was responsible for another life. And mm-hmm. I had to learn real quick how to nourish and love mm-hmm. and care. And, um, I think that that has, I mean, I tell my son all the time, he gave me life. He changed mm-hmm. me for the better. And I think that having to have so much compassion and care and ha- pour that out at such a young age, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm the one that sits and holds people's hand and just has conversations with them. And um, I've got I've got a good reputation with with mental health patients at mm-hmm. um, in all the ERs because mm-hmm. I just sit and I talk mm-hmm. to them. And that that little piece of it can mm-hmm. make such a difference. I think that I, I'm always one to kind of try um, non-invasive things first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that kind of sets me apart yeah. um, in a big way. You know, I don't, I don't want all the meds right away. I, right. I want to try these other things first and I want to just like, who saw, like yep. just be there and just listen. Yep. And that can, that can lower someone's blood pressure, just oh my gosh, yeah. getting their feelings out and getting their frustration with, you know, especially in the ER. Um, I've been through a lot of life. Like mm-hmm. you said, my family came here from Panama. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have a house or a car or any of it. Um, and I think that's put me in a very understanding position. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't speak English. My, mm-hmm. you know, we were minorities growing up. We, I've, I've, navigated through a lot of life mm-hmm. since a very young age. And I think that all those experiences have, have caused me to have a, a little bit more understanding. Yeah, um, a greater empathy. Because I've been, yeah, I've been in those places and just getting things out and having somebody there that cares. People yeah. come to the ER, nobody plans to be there. Right. You don't, you don't start your day, you know, oh, I'm going to be in the, in the emergency room by 10 o'clock today. Right. You know, right. nobody wants that. And so you're there when life yeah, happens, when life happens you know? and mm-hmm. usually on the worst day of people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you cater to everybody's, you know, you stop to go, okay, what other senses mm-hmm. do I need to account for yeah. here in this situation, which is so cool because it is really hard, you know, when you are in critical situations like that, you just go, 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 go. Yeah. Like you sometimes can't stop and mm-hmm. be like, okay, what else, you know, do I need to think about that might offer comfort? Like comfort care yeah. can often fall to the wayside oh, because yeah. you have so much, you have so many acute critical care needs. But I'm, yeah, I love that you are still, after this many years of trauma <laughs> nursing, you still think of those things because sometimes you don't want do. to get, you know, hardened or jaded, but no. you see the same thing over and over and over. And mm-hmm. you're like, ah. Oh, you just start, you have to kind of sometimes turn something off in yeah. yourself to keep going. It's like a protective mechanism. Yeah. But you've allowed yourself to stay very human in that, which is beautiful because yeah. I know that's taken effort on your part. And your life story probably leads you to be so compassionate um, to so many diverse groups of people, which mm-hmm. is awesome. So, okay, if I ever find myself needing to go to the yard, I'm going to be like, oh, where's Lissa hanging out? I'm going to go to that you. one. Um, I'll bring you coffee. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, okay. So do you consider yourself a healthcare rebel? Um, I think I definitely do. Um, I think I've done a lot of things in my career that I necessarily, I didn't, I didn't even see yeah. coming. Um, you know, I never in my life thought I'd be transitioning from the hospital to the mm-hmm. business world and nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I didn't even really know that existed. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that that's not a, not a leap that a lot of people end up taking. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
here I am. Here you so are. I think that my my compassion and my love for my patients yeah. has has brought me to try to go about things a little bit differently and yeah. it's been it's been awesome so far. It's been scary and Yeah. <laughs> scary and I'm like, what's happening next year? I don't Wait know. A minute. Yeah. But um And it's one of the beautiful things about nursing, actually yeah. you hear a lot of that right now is nurses do have capacity to do so many Mm-hmm. amazing things in their career. You know, I've actually never said this um, on the air, but talking to a fellow nurse, I'll say this to you. So sure. I was going to, I was the nurse who's going to go into emergency medicine, scoop people up off the highway. Yeah. I got my EMT. I did it all. I was ready. And I almost got kicked out of nursing school because my a fellow colleague, she's a good friend of mine now, but fellow nursing student and I, we were riding up the elevator in HCMC in our clinical and we had two um, flight nurses and paramedics be like, hey, do you want to hop on that helicopter with us? This was 20 you know, plus years ago. Yeah. We're like, hell yeah. yeah. So we got on the helicopter <laughs> and we're flying around and anyways, we land over in St. Paul where they keep their helicopters. Next day in nursing school, they're like, you two might be suspended from the program for getting in the helicopter. I'm like, what? Why? We were I want learning. to be a flight nurse. We I'm learning. learning. We were, it was, it was, yes, it was educational. But anyways, um, awesome. and here I am doing this. So I'm like, how in the how hell did I, did I end up from, you know, almost getting kicked out of nursing school because I got in a helicopter I should not have yeah. to podcasting here, here and having yeah. an appointment retreat. So all kinds of crazy things in between, but that's what you've experienced, right? Yeah. It's like nursing, you can have this idea well, I'm going to be a you know ex-nurse mm-hmm. for 30 years and some nurses do that but most of us take a few interesting paths yeah. along the and way. a lot of us end up where we never thought yeah. we would 100% yeah. okay so imagine this is what's led you to be an entrepreneur so do you mm-hmm. want to talk about that a little bit well um so I've always uh, the the IV world the mm-hmm. you know infusions um and that has always kind of been a niche for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taught vascular access and IV insertion for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another piece of the puzzle I teach. Yeah, um, I teach at St. Kate's in their PA program. Um, yeah. And then I also work for one of the companies that makes IV catheters, Smith's Medical. So I've worked for them for eight years as a nurse educator teaching. Okay. Um, all of these kinds of things, infusions mm-hmm. and um, vascular access. And during the pandemic actually was kind of my, my point of revelation we'll say mm-hmm. to like okay let's do this mm-hmm. um one of my coworkers and I who now was my coworker in the ER um who now is my business partner mm-hmm. we actually ran into each other um completely randomly on a beach in Wisconsin yeah. in the middle of this pandemic <laughs> I drove home from New York on a whim to um surprise my daughter on her birthday and yeah. we went to one of the only places that you could go during yeah. covid yeah um which was this little beach park place in Hudson Um, and my dog ran away and was playing with another dog in the lake and I ran over and I was like deal what are you doing here and it was her (laughs) dog oh no way Um, and her and I had had talked a little bit about this kind of entrepreneurship leap Mm -hmm. of faith nursing probably eight years ago okay um we talked that day, we went our separate ways, and mm-hmm. a couple weeks later, I was in my hotel room in New York, and I don't remember who called who, but we were like, you know what? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Like, I love it. These hospitals are full. These people are immunocompromised. People have been in their houses. They're not physically active. They're not mm-hmm. mentally active. They're, there's so many things that we could do for people outside of a hospital setting mm-hmm. to help them with you know, their, their whole body health, their mind, right. their... 
all of it. Um, and hydration is a huge, huge piece of everything. Right. I mean, your heart pumps blood to your organs, your muscles, your soul. That's mm-hmm. how your body works. Mm-hmm. And without that, nothing works right. Your mind yeah. is foggy. Your your heart is foggy. Your lungs are foggy. All of it. You mm-hmm. can't recover as well. You can't think as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just we just had this point of, you yeah. know what? Let's go. Let's go and for it. The world's we, already crazy. The more we well. started thinking about it and planning it, and we were just like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. this is this is so beneficial. Like there's not one kind of person that can't benefit yeah. from what we want to do. And it's true. Absolutely. So here we are. <laughs> so here you are. She's launched are. Dynamic Drips. Yes, ma'am. And so tell us exactly what you do with Dynamic Drips. Um, so we do um, infusions and wellness, whole body health is kind of mm-hmm. our big goal. Um, mm-hmm. So we do IV vitamin infusions. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 12 that are pre-formulated. We sat down and worked them all out ourselves. Um, we formulated them. We mm-hmm. chose the ingredients. We measured the osmolality. We made sure that they're beneficial um, for all kinds of things. For basic hydration, we have performance um, enhance like pre-performance mm-hmm. for, you know, when you're working out, when you're mm-hmm. just going to have a really long, hard weekend. Um, muscle recovery, we have three tailored to women. We are two women. Um, we are two mm-hmm. moms. Mm-hmm. We are two nurses. So we we know the toll that life takes um, yeah. on us. And we have three that are kind of geared towards women. Um, okay. We have one for mental clarity, for mood, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for general aches and pains. We do um, different injections and add-on. We have some actual medications that Mm -hmm. we use. You know, we can treat migraines, nausea, um, all the discomforts, but then vitamins too, B12, um, glutathione, really Mm high-dose antioxidants. So we have all kinds of things that basically are preparing your body, preventative Mm -hmm. health and wellness, Mm -hmm. um, a different way to wellness. So we're basically gearing your body up for life. We're Mm -hmm. giving... We're replenishing all the things that you're depleting on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, I see in my patients a lot, you know, it's no different than maintaining your vehicle. Yeah. You know, you yeah. get your oil changes, you get your tires rotated, you do all these things. Your your car has to get you, you know, from point A to point B, but yeah. your body's got to get you through life. And so, you know, when you're not putting the right gas in it, when you're not replacing the oil correctly, mm-hmm. it doesn't run as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a domino effect. And all these other things start to to be affected too. Um, mm-hmm. Stress is huge. We have a huge amount of stress in mm-hmm. our lives right now. And just giving your body the the tools and the vitamins and the hydration that it needs right. to overcome these things or to recover from these things when they're happening mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is huge. So we, we're a concierge service. We come to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been a great, great thing for our patients. We, yeah. your home, your office, um, the baseball field, we've gone to <laughs> hotels, we've gone to restaurants, you uh-huh. know, anywhere and everywhere that you need us, we right. are there and it's convenient. And, you know, when you feel down in the dumps and you're not doing so hot, you don't want to get up. You don't want to wait 12 hours. Um, You don't want to put yourself through that. And so we kind of combat all those hurdles and Mm -hmm. we bring it right to you. We do it right in your home. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been it's been awesome. The feedback is great. The the comments and the reviews and the, you know, the benefits that people don't even anticipate that we don't even talk about um, have been great. So that is so exciting. And you just said you're hiring more nurses, which is exciting. We're growing nurses. We're growing. Yeah. Which is phenomenal. And it's so true. I mean, I don't think people really understand the devastating effects of being 
dehydrated and completely depleted. And, and in a time when we've been so stressed, you know, it, it compromises your organs internally on every level, right? Like, so everything's working harder. And then if you're dehydrated in any way, shape or form or lacking any certain vitamin or mineral, you're just taxing your body that much Mm -hmm. more. And things like glutathione are so incredible for helping your body combat stress. And really you're going to absorb glutathione Mm -hmm. one of the greatest antioxidants so much better by IV than orally. I mean, so I think that's the benefit in the vitamin drips is you, your body, you know, anytime you take something orally, of course there's benefit, but your body has to work to break Mm -hmm. it down and absorb it. And And sometimes that works well. And sometimes it doesn't vascularly. It just like your body's like, all right, I can Mm -hmm. just use this. It's immediate and it's a hundred percent absorption. Um, when you're taking oral vitamins and minerals too, Mm -hmm. your body's not only working to break those down, but you're only absorbing like 65% of what you're taking in. Yeah. Um, and it's a process, you know, you're not going to feel the effects right away. You're going to feel the effects after weeks or months and you're taking them every single day and you're not getting the full benefits. Whereas this is an immediate, immediate absorption, immediate, I mean, within the 45 minutes that, that our patients are having their infusion, literally by the end, they're, they're at this, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, and it's, and they already feel better and it's great. It's been great to see. And so what's your favorite drip? Let me ask you that. What do you, what would you like to get? Well, um, you know, they, we have, we have one called the triple D. Um, we call it that detox determination and drive. That one I love. Mm-hmm. It's got all the things. Um, mm-hmm. You just mental clarity, energy. That one for me is kind of the big kahuna. Covers all the bases. Yeah. One of my favorite ones in general um, is our damsel in distress. Ooh, what's that? That is geared towards that time of the month for women. Okay. Um, as we know, our bodies are depleted. Yeah. Um, our mood is off. Our every everyone around us knows sometimes yeah. that you know we're not doing our best um i love that one because i've seen it make a huge difference in people's lives okay um we have a number of younger women um mm-hmm. between like 16 and 25 mm-hmm. that do it once a month every mm-hmm. month in the few days mm-hmm. coming up before mm-hmm. you know they're getting um before their cycle before their cycle comes um and just for these people's families. I have one, um, specifically I went to high school with her mom and she, her mom has said she has a different daughter. Wow. Um, She usually doesn't leave her room for Mm -hmm. about a week and Mm -hmm. she's like up singing karaoke with the other kids in the kitchen Mm -hmm. at dinner and cooking Mm -hmm. and dancing and happy. And, um, the being a woman is hard. Yeah. Being a woman is, is hard in all kinds of ways. And so that one, just seeing the effects that that one has been able mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. on not only the patient's life, but her family life yeah. and her mom's stress level and just all of it has been awesome. So yeah. what a cool story. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty profound. Yeah. Um, so, that's a big change for that. Being individual. a teenager is hard. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you've got all these things going on, like just helping young women mm-hmm. has been a huge thing for me because I, high school wasn't isn't anybody's favorite years. Right. And right. young yeah. adulthood, you're learning, you're growing. And yeah. And so it's tough if your body for, for some reason, it just doesn't have the hormonal balance that mm-hmm. it needs and you're lacking in certain vitamins and minerals. I don't think people understand the actual devastating effects that can have. I mean, there's multiple mm-hmm. medical diagnoses that come with vitamin and mineral deficiencies yeah. and a lot of them are going to affect your mood. Like if someone's low in B12, yeah. I mean, pretty much be prepared to, you know, be, be tapped into a slug. Yep. I mean, it's, you're not going to function well. No. And then if you get your B12 levels up, it's incredible a person. how much, how much of it, yeah, of a change it can make. Mm-hmm. So 
What have you learned as an early entrepreneur that you would share with fellow entrepreneurs, maybe in particular female entrepreneurs or female nurse entrepreneurs? I have learned a lot. I still have a lot to learn. I think just open your mind, you know, Mm -hmm. know that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And be okay not knowing and be okay learning and mm-hmm. ask a lot of questions. Um, the business world is way different than yeah. the nursing world. Um, there are a lot of skills that we have as nurses that uh-huh. we can use. I think be versatile and be open and just be ready. Yeah, Be ready for nothing to go the way you planned, mm-hmm. but things to go right when you're not expecting them to and embrace it. Embrace it all. When it doesn't go right, use it to learn. And when it does, celebrate it. Be proud. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's just every step of the way. There's always some good to be found. And Mm -hmm. there's always something that every situation can teach you. Mm -hmm. And I think keeping that in mind is really important. Such good advice. And I think that might be part of what makes nurses really good entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. is because usually if you're at least in the acute care setting or even the outpatient setting, it is rare that the day goes remotely as expected. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're <laughs> that really good true. at, you know, kind of going, okay, well, this is not how I thought it was going to turn out at yeah. all. And you just have to go with it. I mean, and people take turns mm-hmm. left and right for the better or worse, and you have to be prepared to deal with it. And that's kind of what it's like being a business owner, yeah. right? Like some days you're like, this is the best thing I've ever done. And then mm-hmm. the next day you're like, oh my gosh, oh. what am I doing? <laughs> this is not working out. Yeah. And you have to be able to just kind of Ride those waves, yeah. right? The Bob cake. and weave and make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think nurses are actually exceptional at that. So yeah. I don't have any statistics on this, but I would imagine <laughs> nurses make, other than maybe the, like, I agree. you know, some of the financial part, you know, whether or not we've had a lot of education on that, the entrepreneur mindset, yeah. I think we probably are kind of wired for that yeah, in some way, sure. shape, or form. So, yeah. Okay. So if people want to find out more about Dynamic Drips, where can they find you? Um, our, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Our website is www www.dynamicdrips.com. Okay. Um, and then we have email is concierge at dynamic drips. Any questions or anything yeah. like that? And then um, 612-208-8245 is our phone number. So okay. call, text, any of it. We're here to answer questions. Um, yeah. We've got a lot of questions coming. It's not something that people know a lot about. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they learn and once they try, they fall in love. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Ask away and just ask questions. Mm-hmm. If we have ask any, just questions. ask questions. We're here to help. We've got all yeah. kinds of options. Um, one of the things that we take a lot of pride in is just whole body health, all of mm-hmm. it. We want to be here for you. We want to build a relationship. We want to mm-hmm. work through the things and answer questions, and mm-hmm. we can benefit you. And, you know, in so many ways. It's a great point to bring up that when you are there to give someone an IV vitamin drip, you're always doing an initial nursing assessment. Mm-hmm. You're checking vital signs. So if there's yep. anything that's a red flag, you know, it's a really good opportunity for you to go, hey, you know, maybe we can correct this with this vitamin drip and yeah. or here are some other suggestions or, you know, I at this point would, you know, recommend X, Y, and Z. So, yeah, yeah so you are getting a full assessment, oh, really, yeah. which is dynamite. Yeah, we you go know. through your health history, um, okay. any medications you're on, any allergies, you get a full assessment. We look at the mm-hmm. whole picture mm-hmm. um, and we can adjust and change things as needed. If you want to come and see Lisseth in the Twin Cities area at an upcoming event, she'll be at Base Camp in Edina with us on yes, Saturday, October 30th at 9 a.m. So you can get a post-workout drip with her there. If you happen to be in Texas, <laughs> we're going to be there <laughs> next month too, which will be really yes, fun. Yes, we are. Um, but yes, I hope a lot of you um, will at least 
reach out and ask questions to Lizeth after listening to what an incredible person she is and all of her wealth of experience and wisdom too. So Lizeth, thank you for taking the time to be on our podcast today. I know she's got to get in the car and head down to Mayo shortly here. So I um, just want you to know how much I appreciate you being here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You bet. And if you want to learn more about The Point Retreats, you can visit our website, thepointretreats.com, sign up for our newsletter or find us on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Otherwise, I appreciate you listening today. And my hope is that today's podcast inspires you to rebel and be well. You've been listening to the Rebel and Be Well podcast, hosted by Krista Ryman, registered nurse, founder, and CEO of Lifestyle Medicine Retreat Center, The Point Retreats, which is located amidst the woods and waters of northern Minnesota. If you'd like to ask Krista Rymel or one of our past or upcoming guests a question that will be aired on a future show, simply call 612-352-9177 and leave a message. Please know that when you leave a message, it may be used in whole or in part on a future podcast episode. Again, that phone number is 612-352-9177. Please hit subscribe on whatever podcast source you found us on and rate and review our show. We'd love to hear feedback. Rebel and Be Well is recorded at the studios of Minnesota Podcasting, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. Find them online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individual participants alone and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or policies of the Point Retreats, Minnesota Podcasting, or any other organization. All medical issues, concerns, diagnoses, medications, and treatments must be managed by your doctor. We do not replace any clinician's medical advice or treatment. Join us next time for Rebel and Be Well. Be well.